This call is being recorded. Thank you, team, for jumping on the call this morning. I really appreciate it. Hopefully, you're coming off of a a really nice holiday weekend. I know I enjoyed it very much. It's my favorite week of the year, the week of Thanksgiving, um, and has been for a long time. But um, I want to talk about a topic today that is called less is more. And I'm going to be getting into some more details on that here in a minute. But before I do, I just want to remind everybody of my professional purpose, and that is to help you, the broker, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of yourself. Why? Because in my opinion, happy brokers sell more real estate. Now, I do that by helping you handle challenges and opportunities that you face every single day. Now, and if you can if you can effectively manage certain situations that arise on a daily basis in your life and business, you'll be more productive and that'll allow you to live a life that is the best version of you. Now, today I want to help you understand three different areas, categories where I feel quote unquote less is more. Um not just in your business, but in your life. Now, you should start this 12-week process by detoxifying all of this annualized thinking, right? You are getting barraged right now with annual business plans that are pages long. And I understand that. I've done them. Um, the problem with them is that, as you know, by February, March, they end up in your top drawer of your desk and you don't see him again until November when the process starts all over. Um, now also what is happening or what happens with annualized thinking is that this time of year, as the year starts to get wrapped up, you have this agonizing feeling that you have to start all over again, to start all over again, January one, right? You put up all these numbers you've worked your tail off, you like, you know, you, you know, you're, you're looking at everything that you did and all the, all of the effort that you put in. And then it's like, you have to start over, right? And it, it's agonizing to think about it for some people, right? But that's what I love about this quarterly concept, right? Like where you can, instead of having one big goal for a year, you know, you can have that three-year vision and then break your break that into 12 different quarters where you can sprint and celebrate in a much shorter time frame. You don't get as emotionally attached to that annualized goal, right? And by, by looking at things on a quarterly basis, you can stay much more focused, get a lot more done in a quarter than you might even get done in a full year. Okay. Now, um, I think that what people need to remember too, or what agents need to remember is that um, you've got to have trust and faith that if you put all this time and effort into your business plan, right? Into your business plans, these quarterly plans, that at the end of the year, the way you get measured in this industry, of course, and, you know, pay your taxes and you do your annual budgets and stuff like that, you will do better in all those metrics because you're going to be putting more effort into your business. And I think that's one thing that you really need to remember. Okay. 
Now, today, as we have um, kind of come out of this championships or one in the fourth quarter process where we've talked about um, the 12-week year process that is my playbook now, three-year vision, um, 12 quarters, right, uh, make up that three years. And then you have 12 weeks within each quarter, and then the 13th week is meant for celebration, reloading, regrouping, and planning the next quarter with the goal of stacking 12 quarters on top of each other that are highly productive. And you'll look back in three years, and I can tell you right now, you will not recognize yourself and you will not recognize your business if you stay with me on this, okay? But there are three areas here that I'm going to go through today that you can maybe take some ideas out on what, am I, what you can do for your quarterly initiative, right, for Q1. And give yourself a little bit of a time to do a, have a runway into, into, the, first, into the first quarter. Um, three areas that I'm going to talk about today are your business, your environment, and your circle of influence. Those people that are in your life, right? So for your business, the way you can look at less being more is you can put more emphasis on those clients that support your business at the highest level, right? Now, I learned this in 2013 when I got into leadership. Um, my promise to the owners was to um, wind my business down. And I did that by taking my 137 clients, my top, at that time I was talking about a one, top 150, cut that in half to 68 and put all of my emphasis on half of my top 150, which, which again was the term that I used at the time. But after doing that and hearing other people talk about that top 100, I, I quickly realized by putting more effort into less people actually helped my business. All right. So as I was trying to wind my business down, thinking that cutting that database in half would help me do that. But by putting more emphasis on less people, it was interesting. In 2014, I had one of my best years in brokerage. So do you really need 100 people in that top 100? It depends on your goals, right? It depends on your vision. How many people do you need to get there? I'm, I'm, I think that many of you don't need 100 to get to your vision, okay? So less is more. Put more emphasis, put more time and attention into less people, okay? Um, I want you, if you have not done so already, uh, find a CRM that works for you. And the CRM that works for you will be the best CRM. And you know what? I am talking to and hearing more and more people say that the struggle with a very robust CRM is actually holding them back. Many have, and this is going to sound crazy, but have gone over to Google Docs and spreadsheets where they have their hot list, their warm list, their top 100 everybody there and they're having much more 
of an effective uh, approach to their business because it's something that's easy to understand. You can get into a CRM that you don't understand that's difficult and it's going to keep you from doing what you need to do. And that is stay in touch with your clients post-closing, right? And follow your warm list, follow your hot list. Um, so maybe, just maybe, and this isn't for everyone, okay? For those of you that had a hard time getting your arms around a CRM, you may want to just look at having a series of really robust spreadsheets that are on the cloud. You know, Google, you can be on the, you can be on the cloud with all of your, with all of your spreadsheets. I just want you to have an effective approach to relationship management. Okay. Sometimes less is more most of the time, actually. Also, Focus on what you excel at in your business. What is your niche? What are, what are you really known for? Here's a trap that you need to worry about this time of year, okay? You get, you're ready to do your business planning, right? You're, and you think about, I got to do more. I got to do more. I got to do more. I'm going to try that new thing that everybody's talking about. I got to do more. When in reality, you can be way more effective by looking at what works solidifying and improving those process and systems and your marketing around it and do more of that. That's called going deeper. Okay. Less is more could be explained as, you know, narrow and deep. When you know that you're good at something, stick with it, stick with it and go super deep, get better at it. Less is more. Okay. These are, these are the things that you lean on. What causes the anxiety in a business when you're coming out of the year, you've done well, and you're thinking, how am I going to keep this up? I've got to do more. No, you don't. Do less, better. Create systems and processes that multiply your time. Create it once and be done. Okay? The concept of multiplication um, you want to pick up a good book, uh, pick up Procrastinate on Purpose by Rory Vaden. And he talks all about um, putting that initial time into a system or process, right? Say you put three hours, four hours, five hours into a process that over the course of the first two or three transactions, you've saved that five hours. And then on transaction number four, five, to an infinity, you're paying yourself back time. Many of you, your business is between the ears. And uh, you, if you had to bring somebody on to teach them, you do not have anything documented that you could teach. This is a great idea for quarter number one. Pick one process, knock it out, and then pick another one, knock it out. Maybe you go into the quarter saying, I'm going to do my, my buyer consultation process in weeks one through four. And then week, you know, you know, five through eight, I'm going to knock out my buyer process. And then year, you know, in week nine, 10 and 11, I'm going to do my post-closing for buyers process. By the end of the quarter, you've got a robust 
process for all of your buyers that you follow to, that you can teach to, that you can, you know, have others get involved in your business if you needed to, to understand exactly how you do things. That's called multiplication. You put five hours in and you pay yourself back those five hours in the first three or four deals. And then from there, you're saving an abundant amount of time. And let me tell you, you're going to be way more effective and your clients are going to know it. Also in your business, outsource those things that are below your income per hour goal, right? At the end of the year, you're going to get a 1099. Um, and take that 1099, your gross income, and divide it by 2,600 hours, okay? Take your gross income, divide it by 2,600 hours. That is your hourly rate. If you can hire somebody that can do certain things in your business below your hourly rate, do it. Frees you up to do what you need to do that only you can do on your job description. Okay? Making the phone ring, negotiating deals and executing deals, deal dockering. Only the things that you can do really learn how to outsource those things below your income per hour goal and then tighten up the boundaries as it relates to your lead generation and repeat business i i have you've heard me talk about boundaries it, it, one of these weeks i'm going to talk about my favorite words for 2021 i can guarantee you boundaries will be on that list I have seen people completely revolutionize their life and business by putting boundaries. The main one being, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, right? If you run everything through that one little filter, that one little boundary, you can save yourself a lot of pain and suffering. So there's some ideas right there that you can do just for your business, okay? Imagine quarter after quarter, quarter after quarter, you are knocking this stuff out. And at the end of three years, you've got a business, not a robust business, not a hobby. And it just takes the process of starting, of starting, starting. Second area I want to talk about today is your environment. A couple of years ago, I quoted from an article um, from Rodika Chi, it was written mid-summer of 2019, and she wrote it uh, for the magazine called The Spruce. And environments can be very easily cluttered, okay? Look around your house, look around your office, You can tell pretty quickly the 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 um, position of your business based on how your environment plays. Okay, the condition of your business, I should say. You can look at the condition of your business based by based on your environment. It's a mindset, and what she says in that in that article, she says clutter 
is a low, stagnant, and confusing energy. You hear me say this, right? Stagnant energy. Clutter is a low, stagnant, and confusing energy that constantly drains energy from you. Depending on the area of your home where your clutter is located, it can also negatively influence or completely block the flow of energy and the events in many areas of your life. This could be a really, really good Q1 initiative. Clean your house up, clean your office up, clean your closet up. How many of you have moved and you take out truckload after truckload of stuff that does not make it to your next destination? I did. I think I took seven loads to Salvation Army of stuff that I just was not going to take into my new property when we moved in 2014. It's sitting there in your house right now. Closet by closet over a 12-week period of time, you can knock it out and clean up the energy in your home. The reason, the reason, she says, most people avoid clearing the clutter is because it takes effort and it can be time-consuming, right? The real reason, in fact, is the fact that clutter clearing is a very emotional process that feels like therapy. So yes, it takes emotional stamina to go through it. Get rid of that shirt you wore six years ago. I might wear it again. No, you won't. No, you won't. It's an emotional process, clearing of your environment. She goes on and says, once you clear most of your clutter with feng shui, with, uh, feng shui and have a clear system to avoid its accumulation in the future, you will experience, start experiencing high energy levels, more clarity, and a heightened sense of well-being. Okay? Heightened sense of well-being. Now, why am I telling you all this today? It goes back to the fact that you're coming up on the end of the year and many of you are freaking out that you got to start over January 1. You still have annualized thinking in your DNA. This is why I'm switching to the quarterly process. I'm never going to sell another property. You might be telling yourself right now because we're in a seasonal, a little quieter, right? You may not be saying that exact thing to yourself, but guess what? There's always this anxiety is full commission brokers that we have this time of year. The reality is, is this is when you got to recharge and, and get take your breath back, right? Like I, I normally hear two things from brokers. It's so busy. Everybody in my family is mad at me because they haven't seen me in a week. Right. We almost we, we love it when, when we're that busy. But now that we have a little bit of time, we got to take advantage of that and recharge. This is why I'm going to this today. I want you feeling and understanding that you're better than you better off than you were a year ago. You've learned more. You've got more market knowledge. You got happy clients. You got all this stuff going on that to catapult yourself off of. 
we got three weeks here before the no-fly zone, holiday no-fly zone. In about six weeks, this market's going to take off again, and you're going to wish you had some downtime like you, you're having right now. I digress. Number three, your circle of influence. Jim Rohn, as you guys know, I love talking about Jim Rohn. Um, he, he says that you are the average of the top five people you spend the most time with. Be very, very careful who those people are. Not saying to get rid of those family members that are negative. Not just saying spend less time, put your guard up. Don't let the negativity enter your energy field. Ask yourself, who are you spending the time with that elevates your game? Who is it? Who are you spending that time with? Spend more time with them. Build an accountability group that you meet with weekly to, to go over your whams. You've read the book. You know what I'm talking about. While you're at it, those people that uh, bring you down that don't believe or maybe support your vision or that version of you that you want to become, be very careful how much time you spend with them. Be very, very careful. Um, and if you have no choice, then get really good at putting those filters up, right? Last week, I talked about I am. I am. Don't let the I am change based on the negative people that you're around. Make sure that the people that you are spending the most time with are in full support of you. One thing I want to also start bringing up that you're going to hear a lot of is your digital friends. Okay, this is, I know you've maybe heard this whole discussion about the, the metaverse, right? Many have described the metaverse as being a situation that in less than a decade, your digital personality, in quotes, will be more important than your personal, in reality, personality. Does that make sense? Because everything is going to be digital in nature. How you live, how you entertain, how you watch, and who you watch, uh, you know, your favorite sports or shows with. Your digital presence will be more important than um, your personal reality, which is scary. So you need to get really good at putting boundaries around your digital online reality. Okay. This is when you want to start unsubscribing from people, from emails. You want to start unfollowing, unfriending unhealthy relationships online as well as in person. Perfect thing to do over the, over the no fly zone. Unfollow, 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 unfollow. Unsubscribe, 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 unsubscribe. We're not just talking about people, but we're talking about businesses, news outlets, institutions. Your digital presence 
is something that you have to start thinking about protecting if you haven't already. So imagine going into 2022 where you put your focus on less, right? I'm doing less things better. I've got my house is an environment and my office is decluttered. Everything is in digital files. The energy's flowing. You're staying really focused on what you do well. I think you got to think of, and again, why I love this quarterly approach is you sprint and celebrate in 90 days. You're not going to get bored with your goals. You're not going to get bored with your goals. And that allows you to see some immediate returns on your investment in time. Matthew McConaughey uh, has one of my favorite quotes, and and it is, you've heard me talk about it before, and that is, High performance starts with elimination. You use that if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no filter on everything to help you make decisions. You'll be better off. High performance starts with elimination. So I think some of us think that if we just do nothing, though, right, like we'll hit a lucky streak and that's going to solve all the problems in our business. That's what we call hope, right? Hope is not an action plan. But the reality is, I want you to listen carefully to these next few words. What you don't change, you choose. What you don't change, you choose. Success starts with that mindset. Now, it's a decision. Everything is a decision. Then you got to commit. And then you got to act. So my point for today is to hopefully help you build confidence in your amazing self. That all the work that you did this year is going to come back and it's there for you for in the next quarters, years to come. Okay, these quarterly initiatives should be used to build on your momentum. The people that don't sleep at night are the ones that don't have a plan. Okay, those are the, those are the people that have the most anxiety and stress. If you've got a plan and you execute on it, and you've got um, enough belief and faith that what you do is going to work. You're going to live with a higher level of energy. And that's the whole reason for today's call. Look at those areas and start deciding what you want to focus on as it comes, as it relates to Q1. So welcome back, everybody. Appreciate having you on the call this morning. We got two more of these calls between now and the end of the year. Um, you can always find my content on my Instagram, Ask Jim Miller, and uh, we'll get these posted for you later today. Have a great week. Thank you.